I don't have to tell you things are bad. Everybody knows things are bad. It's a depression. Everybody's out of work or scared of losing their job. Banks are going bust. Shopkeepers keep a gun under the counter. You've got to get mad. You've got to say, I'm a human being. Damn it. My life has value. I want you to get up now. I want all of you to get up out of your chairs. I want you to get up right now and go to the window, open it, and stick your head out and yell, I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. And now, the man who thinks that being politically correct is more dangerous than cancer, your host, Fran Sullivan. Good evening, Las Vegas. Welcome to, what is the name of the show again? The Rant, that's it. (laughs) The Rant. We got any ranters out there tonight, we want you on the show for sure. Whatever you have to rant about, I, you know, people are asking me all week long, well, what do you rant about? You can rant about whatever you like. Who cares? We don't care. Just get on and talk about something. There's so much to talk about. Doug knows that, right, Doug? Oh, I know that for a fact. Doug, see, Doug knows for a fact. And Joe probably does, too. You know Joe? I do. Yeah, he knows. Joey knows. I'm... Uh, the, uh, the idea of this show, the whole concept of the show, was to allow people to get on the air and, and talk about things that they'd like to talk about and have someone other than their spouse or their friend or their brother or sister uh, here. You know, I mean, someone else that could give them an opinion on what they're, what they're feeling, the feelings that they have. There's so many things that are wrong out here today. And it just it's not that it's just politics. It could be a doctor. It could be an attorney. It could be a car mechanic. It could be your girlfriend, your wife, your father, your sister. Whatever it is, it doesn't matter. But you don't need to speak always to someone that's sitting right beside you or, uh, you know, that uh, is your friend. Because a lot of times you don't want to do that because you don't want them to really know what's going on. And you don't really get the right answers anyway. You don't get the answer that you know is right. So call us. We'll give you the right answer. We'll tell you what's going on. We'll agree with you when you know you want. When you know that's what you really want, give us a call. We're going to agree with you. We're not going to let you down. So that's for the um, the uh, the people that want to call in. And the, the number to call in again, Doug, is what? What's our number? 257-KDWN. Uh, 257-5396. That's in the 702 area code. Yeah, you got to dial 702. Mm-hmm. And it's not that the number changes every week, but uh, I... Uh, Everything's getting bigger. Yeah. I don't mean no, more numbers. More numbers. More numbers, Fran. It's unbelievable, mm-hmm. more numbers. The um, We saw a few numbers out as we were coming in tonight. Boy, there were numbers. We stopped over at the... Uh, I stopped over because Joe's in town. He's staying over at the... Uh, what's that hotel? Suncoast. Suncoast. There were quite a few numbers walking around outside there, buddy. Uh-huh. They were all nines, too. Nines, huh? Yeah, nines. Mm-hmm. And there was not an eight in the crowd. It was nines and above. See? But I wasn't close enough to give them that one extra number, you know? Really? You know, I really wasn't, Doug. I thought, you well, know. It is the distance, you know? I mean, I don't want to sound uh, one of those shallow-type person, but there is the... Uh, How's the expression go? It's like you, from a distance, you're a 10, but up close, you're like, what are you, a four? <laughs> It's like from two blocks away, you were hot. Oh, you're so hot. He's horrible. God. That's horrible. Well, that's the truth, Two though. blocks away. <laughs> you were really something. <laughs> you know, from behind, you're really cute. 
No, well, actually, I was a lot closer. They were, they were, they were pretty close. Well, you know, it's the thing about being out here on the West Coast more and being here in Vegas. And I spent a little time in uh, L.A. and Hollywood era. And uh, you run into many, 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 many pretty people. I mean, they're all out there. And especially in L.A., every one of them has a headshot. Everyone's trying to do something. And a lot of times, though, they, uh, they don't really want to know you unless they can, and you can do something for them, you know? So it's kind of like... But in the same token, when I went back home to Syracuse... And I'm looking around after being out on the West Coast for, in Hollywood for a while. The same women that would turn their noses up at me be like, you know what? You'd be a two back in California. So I, I don't know what you're thinking because I've been turned down by better looking women than you. Oh, I was back, friend. <laughs> You'd be a two, huh? Well, listen, I got um, my friend here, Josie... Uh, He's a connoisseur of women. He's been around a million of them in his movie, his making of movies and uh, uh, auditions. Many, many, many women. So he would he would uh, be able to probably back Doug up. Yeah, on well, some hey, of that. Doug brought up a beautiful point that happens to be true. Previous to, Mike, yeah, bring it down to you. Previous to uh, them knowing that I was a movie director, I don't think I could even get a blink. <laughs> but once they found out I was a movie director, oh boy, did I become an interesting human being. Yeah. And it happens all the time. Yeah, I'm sure of it. Yeah, your attractiveness gets better and better. Yes, yeah. it does. Like, there are some women out there that like to look in, in the, at the bulges in men's pants, but oh. unfortunately they're looking in a bulge in your back pocket. <laughs> That's the one they're really interested in. That is the one they're all interested in. That's well, for sure. There's some nice women out there. We got just... Bob, Bob online one. Well, is he on right now, or we got to put him on? Is he on? Bob. Here, hang on for you. Let me put him on for right. you. There you go. Hey, Bob. It's Rob with an R. Oh, Rob. I am sorry, Rob. I messed it up. Rob, no welcome. No welcome, welcome to the rant. Speaking to Fran, and we got Joe here, and Doug's on the board. Hello, Hi, Rob. How you doing, Rob? I'm I'm holding on, man. You're holding you, on, huh? Joe, I was at the Sun Coast. The honeys were definitely out. <laughs> they were definitely crawling. See, I was looking, right. I was right. They were looking. They saw money being won. They saw games covering, and they were they were ready to throw it out there. <laughs> we had a good time. Yes, we had fun. We had, we had we had a crazy guy behind us. Some guy ranting. Give me a hard time oh, about yeah. the Cubs. <laughs> you should talk a little bit about that. You know, there's there's some people out there that just don't know how to keep their opinions to themselves. You know, um, this guy, I'm sitting there. I'm a Sox fan. I'm a White Sox fan. But I know where money needs to go, period. I like the Cubs in the over, which, by the way, three-run jack in the top of the ninth. I told you. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Did I not? <laughs> Cover my four-teamer. I had the Dodgers in the under, and I had the Cubs in the over. And it covered, baby. I told you. Beautiful, beautiful. beautiful I like beautiful, hearing beautiful. that. That's happiness. Good times. So, I covered. I'm stoked. Mid-game, you know, guy gets the Cubs guy trying to, you know, run back to second. Pitcher throws him out. BS call. They went back to the tape, and it was Odyssey. BS called it back. And the crackhead behind back, you that was making all those stupid comments, uh, did he fade it, away? or? 
no, he was like some crackhead or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. He started going off, and I was right, like, guys. dude, we're not having it. Like, we got money on this. And he was like, I don't care if you're a Blackhawks fan because the Blackhawks game is on, and I'm rooting for him. He thinks I'm all Chicago. And I'm rooting for the Cubs because they got money on them, dude. <laughs> well, the argument ensued because call. there was a play at second base uh, <laughs> I don't know. He started ranting and raving about the guy didn't touch the helmet or something. I had no idea what he was talking about, but <laughs> he was idea. on something. He, he claimed that the dude grazed his helmet. They went back and they were like, no go. He's safe. Yeah. And so he didn't like it. He was like, you know, five of those guys. And I told him straight up, you know, dude, you know, I don't argue with crackheads. I ain't got time for this. <laughs> I got games to watch. Talks about to go to OT. See, I don't I'm know out. about that. One of my favorite things to do is go out and argue with crackheads. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when I got time, but the Hawks yeah, when you got time. which, by the way, my Hawks won. Yes, Thank they you, did. Blackhawks, two games to two. Even the series. Thank you, sir. Crawford survived. I don't know how long we're going to make it with him, but got to bring Darling back. Well, we were talking about it. We got my Rangers tomorrow, and hopefully we will have a – Old-time rivalry, the New York my, Rangers. The original six, baby. I called it from the beginning of the playoffs. My bracket has the Hawks beating the Rangers, and uh, that's how it's going to shake out. And I hope so. Absolutely. Hey, and by the way, just to go completely off base, what happened to Ebola? <laughs> Did we like, forget that that existed? Actually, there was an update about Ebola yeah, there was. last week. Um, they pretty much got it cleaned up. Yeah, over they were there. celebrating, yeah, right? They were celebrating in the streets. Mm-hmm. I'm serious. They were. I thought. Maybe. I thought it came back. I thought it came back again. No, after no. the celebration, they were dancing. At they were dancing the Congo, in the and they that danced woman president there, was though. on there with that yeah. headpiece. Did they go? Did they go Drew Brees with the parade and the float? And yes, the Mardi yes. Gras. It was a Mardi Gras. Yes, yes. <laughs> I saw that last week on the news. I thought it's back already. What's it's unbelievable, ma- unbelievable that they they're still living in the uh, written and directed by Joe fifteen hundreds. <laughs> It's, that's how far back it really is. It's it's not the 16 or 17. They're living in the 1500s. Yeah, just notice how, like, nobody over the last, like, 30 years has died of any, like, major-ass, like, AIDS or anything like that. Like, oh, how convenient is that? Well, does anybody remember Typhoid Mary and the story of Typhoid Mary? Typhoid Mary? Oh, remember yeah. the story. I, <laughs> yeah, her, I'll tell you. Personally, though, I don't remember. Well, she didn't wash her hands. That's was, what happened, and she was, came, she was a cook and didn't wash her hands. That was the deal, I and joke. that's how it all started. <laughs> oh, well, actually, you're a little you're you're a little off on that, Joe. Just a little bit. Well, Typhoid Mary was a person that can carry the virus without having the symptoms, and then she was also a part time nurse, and that's how she ended up spreading oh, the disease. I she, thought she was a uh, winemaker, like and, HPV. Or like- <laughs> she had it, but she, she didn't have the symptoms, so. Hey, my girlfriend well, thank told you me for that, that, that she got the HPV shot when she was like 11, and then like years later found out that there was like infertility problems and shit. Now she's freaking out. Well, that's pretty and common. Like, Sweet. That's a common like, thing. This is why I've been getting off like for like years. This is why like nothing's happened. <laughs> the only reason why this explains it all. Unbelievable. That's a sad thing, though. It really is, if it's true. Oh, I, I'm sad. terrified. Don't get me wrong, but you know, pretty that's sad. My nature. Pretty sad stuff. I try and survive it, but. Yeah, that's I'm I'm like, dude, how can that even happen? How can you be like handing out a shot to girls like ten, twelve years old 
oh, you might get a, a little kissing virus, and, and next thing you know, oh, you know, you might get mono or HPV, and you know, we're gonna shoot you up, and next thing you know, you can't have kids. Like, what the fuck does that work? Well, well, no, no, well, we got a seven second, don't we, pal? Are you okay in there? In there? Yeah, but oh, I, didn't, okay. I didn't hear anything. I just wanted to wake you up. I didn't hear anything. No, well, I didn't think you did. What did he say? He didn't say anything. <laughs> well, he's got a point to be upset because, you know, there's a testosterone that goes to men now. They talk about raising your testosterone, but then the doctor sits you down after you already got six injections and says, you know, your testosterone levels are all up right now and you should be aroused and everything's great, but I got to tell you, you can't have kids. <laughs> so, you know. <laughs> How you trade that off? I, mean, you know. I don't know. You watch television. I tell, I tell you all the time. We could just do a television show on With the side effects on the side effects of uh, commercials, drug commercials. It's insane. Get a half a dozen comedians and put them on every week. It'd be it'd be hysterical. Yeah. Now they're not a time well, you can go blind. But they already have that on True TV. I don't know. Maybe they do. Maybe they do. Like, you, like that's where you end up. That's where you end up. That's where comedians go to die. It's true TV. That's where they go to die. Is that where they go to die? They couldn't find a career. They found true TV and stumbled in and were like, oh, is that a camera? <laughs> well, speaking of the dying, how about that shot of uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger today? Oh, my gosh. He's, he's doing another Terminator. He, I don't think he's real anymore. He's not real anymore. I think Maria it was. Sharapova took his soul, and next thing you know, like the Kennedys are running around just. I'm on the. No, I didn't see him. I well, he's, he's really... out there like Sylvester Stallone. You oh, know, there's a new Terminator movie, and he looks another like Terminator that. movie. But he's. Uh... I don't think he looks like he can walk. <laughs> really Schwarzenegger. Schwarzenegger really yeah. is that bad. Yeah, well, I'm trying to be kind about it, but. No, I the one he's... that really screwed yeah. himself up was uh, what's his Mickey name? Mickey Rourke. Mickey Rourke. Oh my God! Compared to what he looked like when he was a young guy, I met Mickey. Mickey. Mickey's a good guy. He doesn't like to sign autographs. He doesn't? He doesn't. No? No. Well, let's tweet his own. Mickey but... Roker does. <laughs> but Mickey Rourke, um, you know, he was a handsome guy. Yeah. Oh, man. He looks like what something. I, I don't know. He, he got into boxing and, you know, he started, you know, off the record, he started doing some drinking. He got out of the movies a little bit. And he got a little eccentric as the years went by, so he put that extra weight on but the boxing i think is what really messed him up the looks and then he tried some plastic surgery that obviously didn't work out no it didn't work out but his comeback role in the wrestler it's one of my favorite films uh, a friend of mine directed it darren aronofsky and um you know he was great in it so you know he's always been a great actor that, that was a good it was one of the better independent films the really wrestler. really was yeah and actually Believe also it or too, not, i actually liked him in the expendables was, what was it the expendables Oh, yeah, he, he was he, he was, was one of the nine you know, yeah, senior he citizens. Yeah, one of the nine big stars. I mean, yeah. everyone wanted to knock it. They were like, oh, they just hacked it full of every dude possible. And it was, you know, cheesy. But, but you, yeah, you, Lee and those dudes know how to throw hands. There was some good fighting scenes. And But but you uh, know something, Rob, though? I it, I liked that part, that aspect of those movies. The, the fact they're getting all these old action film stars and making them more modern day. I like that cheesiness. Yeah. You know, it's for the sake of doing it. I mean, like, how many chances do you get to, you know, have that opportunity? I mean, I think the only one that kind of failed was the, uh, I don't know if you guys ever saw De Niro and Al Pacino got back together for that. Oh, that was, yeah, 80, oh, yeah, the um, Righteous righteous Kill. Righteous Kill. I know atrocious. that. 
You know, they tried to, you know, they should have left to go with that one great scene in Heat. Just, in heat. It was awful. It just it was, like, terribly predictable, and you were just, like, yeah. there was just no plot to it at all. You were just sitting there watching, and you're like, you're not even acting. You're just, like, being people. Well, they waited years to work together in Michael Mann's film Heat, which a lot of people like. I loved it. And they had the famous scene in the diner. And, you know, then they just tried to make money off the two being in the film again. And it was a complete Was that bomb. the one where he... Uh the uh, there were cops or something. Well, Al Pacino was a coke addict. Well, you don't you don't know it, but in the script he's on coke. That's why he was a little over the top, and he's uh, a very relentless workaholic type Popeye Doyle cop, and he's after this great gang of thieves that put on robberies and scores. And Robert De Niro headed that group, so they had a sh <clears throat> you know a showdown at the very end where they met, and Al Pacino says, "You know, I like you, and but I will put you down." And then De Niro says, well, there's a flip side to that. You know, maybe I'll put you down. And then, you know. Now, that was Heat. It. Heat. Michael Mann, yeah. But then in, they, they did a new one. Well, they that's did a, what we're talking about, Righteous Kill, which <clears throat> was. That was the one where they were. Um, they were cops, yeah. They were cops, yeah. yeah that it was, was, a, it was pretty sad. Yeah, it was. That was pretty good. sad, that, that it was, show. It wasn't very good. And, you, you know, you like them both, but, uh, well, Pacino didn't really look too good in that movie. Well, yeah, he just had a birthday, 70-something, 73, 74. <coughs> Is he that old? He's yeah. that old, yeah. yeah. Well, I guess that's why, you know. <laughs> The, the only thing with now is uh, Pacino, which I was always a big Pacino fan. But if you see him lately in anything, he's getting a stare. Like, he stares a lot. Like, there's something like, going wrong like with this. Like an Alzheimer's stare. Like, yeah. Like, you know, <laughs> he's just going to, like, blank out. And like, oh, we can't watch the movie. <laughs> I think, as a matter of fact, I caught him in a little bit of that Jack and Jill with Adam Sandler. Oh, yeah. And, oh, yeah. man. And, that was like a show. Oh, you're crazy. Himself. I remember that, like, that stare. Happened? Yeah, he's, oh. he's getting that stare. I don't know what it is. He always had the over-the-top voice, though. Give me what you got. <laughs> he screamed in the last ten movies I saw him in. City Hall, yeah. Heat. Yeah, like, like any given Sunday, he screams. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> His voice changed over the years, too, but. A little grass beer. <laughs> He's a big theater guy, Al. And, uh, but, you know, they just did the 25th anniversary Platinum, which a friend of mine, Stephen Bauer, was there, too, for Scarface. And they all got together. And, uh, you know, Al was out there. I don't know. He was talking about another movie. <laughs> they, were, they were looking at him like he was crazy. I don't know. I always thought it was where he was with the machine gun did the cocaine. I thought that was Scarface, but he was talking about Merchant of Venice. <laughs> so, maybe it is Elharmus, Rob. How's it going, guys? <laughs> Rob, Rob's leaving us? No. No, okay. I thought that was you said I have a good one. I thought you said we're... For us to have a good one. Well, it's nice to hear you happy, Rob. I like yeah, that. Yeah, it's a Saturday hey, night. Hey, I, I, I hit that four-teamer. Didn't I tell you? Didn't I tell you to stay on the subject? You like, don't worry. It's like, when they even it up at six, you're like, they got it. Did I tell you? Single. Well, yeah. Rob, let me what tell you, you something. Joe's pretty good with the... Uh, the gambling end of it, he he really really is. Yeah, he 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 played possum. He he tried to trick me into saying some stuff, but he's he's pretty pretty good at this stuff. And uh, oh, he's good. I, I couldn't. May I announce this? That unfortunately you were on the losing end, which I tried to plead with you <laughs> with that Rockets <laughs> Golden State onslaught. So I'm going to do you a favor because you. you were, I wouldn't say you try to sell me on it. You kind of were like, yeah, I'm kind of on this side, and then I went up and bet, and then I came back and sat down, and you were like. 
oh, yeah, Warriors are going to wipe them out. And was like, wait, what? Well, yeah. And you were like, yeah. And I was like, well, fuck me. The, once the line moves, I can't change it. Yeah, it's true. So the like, money just kept pouring in on Houston, and I was like, yeah, I'm never going to get that back. Well, since it's a, a betting town, let's just take a look, one more minute and let me rant about one thing. I enjoy sports betting, and this is going to put me into a subject that I'd like everyone's input on. <laughs> I developed a relationship with you. I didn't know you're a very nice guy. You get in heated conversations. There's 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 a lot of nice people you meet. I kind of zone out and it's my relaxation and and Fran a good buddy of mine for over 20 years will tell you. You know, some people like to smoke pipes, some people like to read a book. Me, I'll sit in front of that game, little $12 parlay, three teamer, maybe I can win 90 bucks, but what's the, you know, $12 you lose is no big deal. And I absolutely love it. Why yeah. is Las Vegas the only town that you can have a sports book? I have no idea. It makes no sense to me. I was born and raised in Las Vegas. I That's all I've ever known. I mean, my dad did harmless bets. I, I mean, why, why can't you do it in Boston? Why can't you do it in Philly? It gave us something to root for. It was harmless. I mean, yeah, there's people who get addiction, but I mean, that's accountability. That's every adult. You allow people to drink and smoke cigarettes and do all these other things, but like, you're not allowed to put your own money on the line. To well, they're opening casinos left and right back out east. I'm from Philadelphia. Yeah. And, I mean, it, it makes sense. I mean, it's just like anything else that's a guaranteed revenue stream. I mean, There's a revenue stream. to get a grip on it. They just want to make sure they're the ones at the base of it. And once they realize that they are, it starts flowing. And so many people illegally bet anyway. And yeah. that's where, you know, there's these gaps instead of, you know, about five years ago, I used to be able to go through the Hollander Lincoln Tunnel from New Jersey into Manhattan for eight bucks. It's up to fifteen dollars. So what they do is, is they, really? yes, that it is, and they keep raising wow. it, and that's how they get your revenue with the with the tolls and the tolls. But here's a, a very absolute guaranteed source of income that they could utilize. They, they just put the sports book because they're opening all the casinos, and they just won't put the sports book in there. And the rumors always been out east. You know, the mob's controlling it, and they're not going to allow it. Now, I, that might have been true back in the 60s and 70s, but yeah. I don't know about now. So, no. So, uh, you I, know, I it's always it's been a pet matter of They're trying to figure out how they're going to be able to tax it and make sure that if you're winning a decent amount of money that you're not just winning it under the table. So. Well, I want to close on this with the sports betting. Tomorrow I'm going to give you a couple picks, okay? I'm going to give you the Rangers under the total. They're going to win the game 2-1. to one. Absolutely, I agree. And the Atlanta Hawks are a mortal, absolute, guaranteed, lock and key, chains, put the house, everything you own, Atlanta Hawks plus nine. And that's from me to you. Gotcha. Atlanta Hawks plus nine, Joe. Yes. You're not touching the total on that Cleveland game. You're not going to take the no, under. No, no. 190. They kind of they kind of caught on real quick. It started off what game one was 199 and a half. <laughs> Jumped on that under. Yeah, <laughs> I don't have not a feel. Not going to go under again. No, nah, I just want to give winners. That's how I can get my audience. I'm not going to go and push it. <laughs> so Rangers, Atlanta Hawks. Rangers and the Atlanta Hawks. Rangers and Hawks. Rangers will score fifty goals. Well, I just hope we've I just hope we play the Chicago Blackhawks in the Stanley Cup. That'll be very good. Original six, gonna make it happen. Two big cities, nice parades. What the fans want. 
Well, Rob, thanks very much for calling in, by the way. And yes, uh, Rob. It was, a, it was a very nice of you to do that. It was a pleasure to hear you. Hey, you were very interesting. Hey, I, it's been a long week, buddy. I appreciate you guys. Are you, are you still at the casino, or did, you, or did you leave? Oh, no, I'm back at home. Good hanging out with my Good. Keep the money in your pocket. Oh, yeah. Tomorrow's. I went home. I, I topped the nine. I topped the three-run jack on my phone. That's so home. awesome. I'm so happy for you, man. <laughs> yeah, I told you, amazing. though. I told <laughs> you it was a lock. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. All right. Have a good night, guys. All right. You, bye-bye. You too, Rob. Thanks, pal. He's a gambler, eh, Joe? Yeah, he was a good guy. Just met him. You know, that's what it's. That, that's nice. You know, if you can go out and meet good people. Fairly young guy, was very friendly, and uh, you know we got talking. And he, I mentioned there was a guy behind him giving him a hard time. And I turned around and said to the guy, I said, "Look, this guy's in his late twenties. I said I'm a little older, and uh, you need to back off. All right, yeah. let me just for the better word." And he finally did. It's giving him a hard time. But, you know, going out and having a nice time is what it's all about. You know, that was a fun conversation. And how often do you have fun in life? I mean, 90% of it's misery and bills. <laughs> so if you can laugh for 20 minutes, I mean, it's a godsend. Doug, did you hear that one? It's nothing but misery and bills these days. I understand about Th- that. That's it. That's where it's at. We're going to break for a uh, commercial here. What do we got? 10 minutes, 10 seconds, 20 hours. Where are we, where are we at? We got about 15 seconds. All right, don't go away. We're going to be back. We've got some other things to talk about. And call in. Don't be afraid to call in. The, uh, it's member at 702-257-5396. 257-5396. have to tell you things are bad. Everybody knows things are bad. It's a depression. Everybody's out of work or scared of losing their job. Banks are going bust. Shopkeepers keep a gun under the counter. You've got to get mad. You've got to say, I'm a human being. Damn it. My life has value. I want you to get up now. I want all of you to get up out of your chairs. I want you to get up right now and go to the window, open it, and stick your head out and yell, I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. And now, the man who thinks that being politically correct is more dangerous than cancer, your host, Fran Sullivan. Are you mad? Are you mad enough to stick your hat out a window and say you're not going to take it anymore? Because you should be. You should be mad. You should be furious, as my my one of my friend's favorite lines, I'm furious. Everyone furious. should be furious. What they're doing to this country is is insanity. Oh God, yeah. I mean, <clears throat> and the people just sit back and keep taking it and taking it and taking well, it. The scary part, Fran, <coughs> excuse me, is that <coughs> half the country is upset with the way the country is, and the other half are just loving it, loving blindly, not even understanding what's going on because none of it affects their lives. So, and they're very happy with uh, socialism. Well, let me tell you something. They won't be so happy with it if they get if they if they get it. They won't be so happy then. Mm-hmm. And little by little, they're getting it. They just don't know it. Well, but it's coming. It's around their necks already. And uh, they've already shown proof that socialism doesn't work around the world. 
You know, I mean, uh, I don't know what more you have to say. I mean, God's honest truth, I got into an argument with an old lady a couple of weeks ago. A typical old lady. And normally, you know how I, I, I stand behind our seniors. I still think everybody's got a little something to give. We used to learn from the elders of society, would hand down pearls of wisdom to the youth. You know what I mean, yeah, Fran? Yeah. And then you run into those wackadoos out there. And she, you know, she's all like, uh, I'm going to vote for Hillary because she's getting better. She's getting better? Getting better. At what? Is, is that what you're saying? And, and I joked around her and I said, do you realize that if Hillary becomes president, that is one of the signs of the apocalypse? And she <laughs> went off on me. She was all like, uh, you know, this, that, and the other thing. And she's doing that. And look at how great the stock market is. And I looked her right in the face and said... It didn't do anything for me. I don't own stocks. How many stocks did you own, lady? You don't own any? What are you talking about? Is that the only thing that they can say is like, oh, the stocks are, the stock market's better. Fran, did that help you, Fran? Did your stocks? No, you know, no, it does not. When when I hear on Friday afternoon, when I hear that the stock market's going up because our jobs have went down, like we have less jobs, so the stock market goes up. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm not there clapping my hands when the bell's ringing because now they're all smiling and the bells are ringing and they're all happy as a lark because the unemployment is down and the stock market's up. Yeah. And unemployment is not down. (laughs) And unemployment's not down. I'm sorry. It it makes me laugh because you see everybody on the liberal media reporting – cotton candy rainbows and unicorns all over the place and and obama's got unemployment that is so low now but no, it's it's like the what is the tale of the of the of the rich not knowing what's going on in the streets below them i'm in the streets below them i'm in that market out here looking and 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 out here working and i'm i got friends and family and everything like that it is not it is not marketable there's not a bunch of jobs out there and the jobs that they keep talking about are meaningless part-time things that you got you need three of them to make one job so again where where is this prosperity prosperity coming from who's prospering are the entitlement people those are the ones that are loving the Democrat liberals. You know, yeah, I got a phone. Yes, I have food stamps. Yes, I got a roof over my head. You know, which is good for people that need a little help. But some people are on it for a very long time. Oh. You know what I mean? You know what I mean, Joe? I'm ready to rant. Oh, that's the problem. Take it on. Well, you know, you just hit a sore spot with me because I truly understand being a child that grew up without a father and my mother had to raise children two of them and she needed a little help and and god bless her now she still works a job and she's 78 but i'm telling you something that you're not going to believe there's three floors in my mother's apartment building back in philadelphia and i just happened to do the nice thing to pick up the mail now how could it be possible that the kid that's 24 on the first floor has got disability the girl on the second floor is on disability, and the girl that lives next door to my mother, who's in her 40s, a disability. There's three disability checks in one apartment. My mother's 78 and should be on disability, and she's working a job. There's a fact. Eight out of ten people are collecting money from the government for some help or another, and it's driving me crazy because 
I don't know how 24-year-old guys can't work. I worked since I was 18. I'm 48. 30 years I worked. And if I needed help, you know, and I hurt my back or something, legitimately, I guess I would collect it. But if I felt better, I'd work. And I'm watching guys fake, and, I, and I'm, I'm so furious about it. You know, they're trying to forgaze you, the doctors, into writing them letters so they can collect this uh, SSD, you know, which you're, you're too crazy, you can't work, so you can collect a whole whopping $770 a month, which I don't know why anybody would ever want, but I guess if you're sitting on your couch getting high selling your food stamps, which everyone else is doing back east too, they get $194 in food stamps on their card and they go down to the uh, bodega and they sell it for $60. Now, how could you not be furious at that? And here's a guy like myself who tries to make motion pictures and tried to work his whole life and tries to do everything he can to help people in his family, and I can't get a job. But here's people selling food stamps that can work and collecting disability and they're not really hurt. Uh, and it just, I'm just fed up with it because they're just, as you said, they feel entitled, and they're always trying to find a way to rip off the system. Hey, and Joe. I, did you happen to see the beach bum guy that uh, Fox did a, uh, a news story on a few weeks ago? Did you see that guy? No, I didn't. But there, there's a guy on Venice Beach, or, yeah, it's like Venice Beach in California, living off the system. And they had him with his food stamp card, and he's bragging about not working. He mm -hmm. goes in and he buys a lobster tail and some coconut water. And he looks in the camera and says, don't be mad at me because the system is broken. What do you want me to do? So he's enjoying it, you know, and he's a young man. He was like 22, 23. That's, see, that's there sad. Was, there was nothing wrong with him. He had all his teeth in his head. See? You know, he's, he, he spoke in, in full sentences and everything, so there was really nothing wrong with this man, you know. But, and that's precisely what I was talking about. Yes, There's exactly. A How could a 22 or 24-year-old kid be happy to live off the system. Is that what life's about? See, I Collecting a hundred and something well, dollars. Well, their families stamps? lived off the system. They they grew up with people that were living off the system or they knew people that were living off the system. And and then they got themselves in a in a spot where they'd give it a shot, I guess, give it a try and why why uh, why work when you can get four hundred bucks or eight hundred dollars a month. You can go um, What kind of life is that? Uh, Okay, we'll have who's who is it? Who we got? Do I go to him now? We got we have Chuck on line one. Yeah, put uh, put Chuck through. Hey Chuck, you there? I'm there. What's going on, guys? Hey Chuck, how you doing? This is Fran. We got Joe here and Doug's on a board over here. Hi Chuck. Are yeah, you... I kind of jumped in the uh, show a little bit late, man. I was actually uh, streaming. Uh, I guess the last segment you guys are talking about the stock market. I got a quick question regarding the stock market. I mean, you think it's overinflated and? Uh, Oh, do I ever? In there, and I mean, do you guys think that you know the stock market is going to bust, and you think we're going to go into like a recession? And if so, and the reason why I'm asking this question is because I've been looking at precious metals. Should I be stockpiling precious metals and a couple pistols? Well, the <laughs> pistol, I would say yes to the pistols. I don't and know the about gold, and the gold, like Robert the, uh, Devane said. The uh, the stock market can't. <laughs> continue where it's at i mean it just can't and they're telling you it they tell it to you in their own ways if you listen to the news which a lot of people don't by the way but if if you actually listen to news they are telling you that this can't go on you can't the somebody's got to pay this piper and it's coming now when you hear people start to tell you that the inflation is going to go up the uh 
they're going to get the Federal Reserve is going to start raising their interest rate. And this is all coming the end of the year. They want to do this by the end of this year. They want to start really hammering it away because Obama's going to be out the following year. And what they say is, you know, the shit's going to hit the fan. Trust me, brother. <laughs> it's going to hit the fan. So let me ask you this. What is it that you guys are doing to prepare for what's what's to come? Well, the only thing you can do in, in reality, the only thing you can do is just make sure you have some place where you could really, that you own, a place you own. If the, if the stock market really crashes again with the debt that's owed now, it'll mm-hmm. make 1929 look like a, uh, a vacation. No, I hear you. And it really will. So uh, there'll be no, uh, you know, I'm not, a, I'm not a doomsayer or anything. It's a horrible thing no, to say. No. But if you if you got a $1,200 or $1,400 mortgage, kiss it goodbye, buddy, because you ain't going to make the money to pay for that. You're not paying <laughs> for that $800 truck either. But, no, uh, I hear you. If you're, if you're smart enough to own a, a little piece of land somewhere, which I tell people, go get yourself an acre or two of land safety, maybe hoping you can get something with a – a well on it where you got water well and then you, you can put maybe a trailer or something out there just just for now just to have a place to go if something would happen where you can go and you know you don't owe anybody anything and you can survive you can get through it because you know 2006 uh, came along you know and things were happening with me and in my life and I opened up a business in 2000 and started to open it in 2007 and in 2008, I got cleaned out along with everybody else. Yes, so did I. Everything that I had, I got cleaned out. I didn't get nothing back. I don't have anything back from that. The banks got bailed out. What'd you get? I got nothing. And I, I had to start all you. over again. And to start all over again in 2008 was no easy task, It was pal. not. No, it was, it was not. It, cause there, I don't know if you remember what was going on, but uh, there was no work. The, the uh, was Everything horrific. just went under. Everything was uh, the gasoline. When you got gasoline at five dollars a gallon, overnight, and, overnight, it went uh, up a dollar fifty-five. Ins- insane. So, what's going to happen now? You have, about, you know, I was in the oil business in 1978, 70, 77, 1982 yeah. through eighty-three, eighty-four. I know the game, and I know what's going on. <clears throat> I can tell it to people; they, they don't believe you. You tell them, and they say, "Oh, yeah, yeah, he's full of it." Am I? Okay, you believe what you believe what you want to believe, but the game is on. It's this morning I'm watching. There, you you, you ask me a question. I'm, it, it's funny we're leading to something. I'm watching the news this morning, and I, I, my brother's there sitting in a chair, and I said to him, "I'm looking at what's going on in the Middle East," and they had a map, and it was showing it all, and I said, "I just got it now. I just figured out what's going on here." What's I that? Just, that's what this Jeb Bush is all about. They're going to bomb the whole Middle East again. I know. Well, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. I'll put that down anywhere, and I guarantee you this is what's going to happen. They're going to bomb Iran into the next world. Do you know why? Know. Why? Because they already have Syria. They already have the oil everywhere, everywhere but it, yeah. Iran. They need it. They're going to take that oil in Iran. And, and the only reason... They don't take Saudi Arabia is because they don't want the carnage all over the world. They're mm-hmm. going to leave Saudi Arabia alone, but they're going to take all of that oil. Now they've got it all. And I don't know if you understand when I tell you that they have it all. But the, the Americans took all of the oil out of Iraq. 
And what I mean by that is there's contract on type of contract on top of contract that, that was signed. Everything was signed over to them in a payback. Mm. All this infrastructure that had to be redone has to be paid back through oil contracts. Wow. Believe okay. me on that one, brother. See, we would jump from special metals to oil. Well, my point to you is this. The only people that are going to survive are the people that already have it. If you look around, you got a station here. you got a 75-day guy on 75 stations. Mm-hmm. You have another state, another uh, uh, a company that owns Clear Channel, 700 stations. This is nothing compared to Clear Channel. Mm-hmm. And then there's other companies that own all the television stations. It's conglomerate after conglomerate buying everything up. Yeah. The little guy is gone. It's done. There is there is no more. We're the, called the last of the old-time guys. I see. Well, if you watch television a little bit, I watched, um, uh, what's his name? He comes on at 5 o'clock, the, the, the Irish guy. Well, I don't even like him. Hannity? Yeah. No, the other guy. O'Reilly? O'Reilly. O'Reilly. Yeah, O'Reilly. I don't like him because <laughs> he's such a phony. But he has that Walters, uh, Waters World. Waters World, yeah. He went out. I'm watching, oh, him, the, I'm yeah, watching him yesterday. Yeah. He went everywhere cool. asking young kids, 18, 20, 23, 24 years old. Who George Washington who was. Who George Washington. And, who and the first staged. president was. It they don't know. It wasn't staged stuff either. No, this was. Uh, it it's insanity. Hey, Chuck, what do you think about that? I don't know. I mean, that's like one of the first things you learn in school, don't you? Yeah. Oh, well, you yeah. would think, well, wouldn't you? Uh, is this true statement now that we're talking about this, especially what Chuck mentioned about backing up with the gold? I was always under the impression that every dollar the U.S. men had, there was a piece of gold to back it up. That's what we were talking about. Well, it was school. before Nixon took it off. Exactly. Nixon, he knows. So guy knows is it about. true that money essentially has no backing and is worthless? I mean, is Dollar's there... probably worth about 29 All cents. All right, when I went to France... I had $1,000. I got $440 for it. That's pretty sad. Well, that's what your money's worth. Yes. <laughs> In so, France? I'm telling you. Oh, my God. I, you usually, what, usually our money was a lot more like when exactly. I used to when go to I Montreal. We used to go yeah. to Montreal to have a good time. That was like our thing to do when we were young guys. Let's go over to Canada because, you know, or let's go to Mexico and we'll get a few extra dollars on our dollar plus we'll mess around. I'm, last time I was in Canada, it was, a, it was 10 cents the opposite way. That's a swing. That's a swing and a half in less than ten See, years. And that's where well, America. We're losing our. We're not super anymore. We're not. Uh, yeah, the Chinese. Well, well, they're already talking about the Chinese are going to. They're going to be the the, the, the money people well, now. It's a, the minority is going to be us, and you got these misfits that are running the country, going along with it. I mean, and they are misfits. Anybody could stand. If you're interviewing, how could you interview somebody like? Like a Clinton, and have them give you the answers that they give you. Well, they don't answer, and not, and, not, and well, even if they don't answer, to get away with it. How how do how do you get away with? Do you hire everybody that's an idiot? That's because they do. They have all these women. They have all these women doing yeah. every doing all these interviews. They and women have no guts. They really don't. I mean, really, I'm serious about that. I mean, there's no guts to a woman. I Barbara mean, very Walters few. Barbara had a lot of guts. I don't think so. No. no. I and hate, you know what? I couldn't stand I knew her. her. I knew her. I met her brother down in, in Florida, Norby Walters, down in uh, with, with Warren, my buddy Warren. 
the gangster. You know, you met yeah, him. Yeah, I met him. Yeah, well, you know what? You know she's what I, a phony like the rest of them. You know, this is what I got to say about Barbara Walters. I hope you guys listen. And you too, Chuck. I got you online. Make sure you're you. still there. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, when you see her documentary, she talks about, I came into broadcasting when it was taboo for a woman, and it was a man's world, and I came in, and people treated me blah 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 And it's like... I don't think it was because you were a woman, because people knew what was up with you. Here we are in an era where newscasters are speaking, this is Walter Cronkite talking, and they're talking like this, and here comes this woman, and it's like, who thought you need to be broadcasting anything? With that lisp of yours, you're all W's, you were doing something, you didn't get this job because you were a woman. Let's put it that way. She got the job because her father was very, was very, very big yes, in, in, yeah. in New and, York City and, and in the nightclub business. That's why the other broadcasters didn't like her because she couldn't talk. And she basically sounded like a fool every time she opened her mouth. This is Barbara Wawa. Well, what do you think of Queen Latifah? <laughs> Queen Latifah? She's a nice person, but I, I don't think her talk show is very good. I'm trying to be a non-misogynist. I, I haven't. Know. I don't I, want to beat up on women. I, don't I haven't you. seen her show, but I kind of like Queen Latifah. Yeah, she is good. I like her. I yeah, mean, but you Queen know, Latifah's not out there trying to be a broadcast journalist. No, and, I know. I just and, try. I just trying to put what, a little. What I'm saying in. about well, the thing you is, have. Listen, you got women in football. You got women in baseball. You got women in soccer. You got women in everything. Now you got women. You, you know. You were over the house the other day. You said five girls were their legs all I sexy told you dresses. What it was. Nine it was o'clock, ridiculous. nine o'clock every morning. There, you know, who's the sexiest? Got the Prada sexiest shoes, leg. Shoes. The girl had yeah. a low cut. What is this blouse. all about? And, and, and they're, they're talking, talking about, about what's about going on, on in the world. She's talking about ISIS. Are you nuts? Sex sells. Yeah, well, it sex is. sells. It's selling all right. Well, on yeah. serious subject matters, about, you know. What do you think about girls fighting in the UFC? Ah, uh, now we're talking, buddy. Well, that's lingerie football to me, man. That's yeah, well, Ronda that's Rousey that. will take good care of you. I don't know. I'm going to say something negative about Ronda Rousey. <laughs> don't say it in front of Ronda. <laughs> the thing is this. Um, I think she has more of a Royce Gracie fighting style where she's more grab onto you and try to arm bar you or just hold on to you. Well, I think that's what she does do. Yeah, but she's sure. not out there punching it out, you know, like a man is, like Rocky Marciano or... By the way, I know that was boxing, but you know what I mean. I mean, she's a tough lady, but it's not like she's standing toe to toe and clocking people in the jaw. She just breaks your arms. She's she's a she's a bone breaker. I would rather see a bunch of guys fighting than a bunch of girls. To be honest with you. Well, yeah, so would I. But I mean, when you see somebody good like Ronda Rousey, it only comes around once in a great while. There's still <laughs> there still is that small part of me. I never was that one of those kind of guys that enjoyed so-and-so cat fight. You right. Know, I, I, I always thought two women fighting was definitely a semi on edge. Yeah. I didn't really like yeah, that Yeah, I agree. And the only thing I thought they were good for, and I I hope I don't get hurt for saying this, but, you know, the scorecard, round one, round four, coming around with the oh, bikini. Yeah, they're, they're, I mean, you know, that's what I always thought a woman See, well, had to do with boxing. It, you know, they it, exploited that way, but it was mostly a man's sport. It's a brutal sport. And when do you want to see a exactly woman's nose right. busted up? I mean, it's just gets to a point it gets ridiculous. That. You know, unless, uh, okay, unless it's the WWE where I could watch those ladies all day long, you know, and because I know, uh, you know, it's it's different. I'm, I'm not, I'm trying to stay, I'm not trying to say anything negative, you know what I'm saying? But WWE is way different than MMA. MMA, you're really 
getting yeah, bloody and bruised. Right. Not to say they're not getting bloody and bruised, but it's a little bit more under control. And I know that that precious little lady there isn't really going to get that hurt. Not like Ronda Rousey. Do you remember in the 70s, if you guys are maybe too, I may be too old, but there was roller derby. Does anyone remember that? I roller remember derby, roller derby. It, 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 it well, that was mostly female. It, it was fun stuff. Back in the late 90s. It tried. You know, they used to go around an elbow and trip people and throw them against the wall. I used to like wall. when they used to swing. They yeah. would do that whip, you know? The whip. Yeah. The whip. Yeah, I like that. Why and we, there were some good-looking babes. That's, that's what, what I just said. Now, what was wrong with babes, that? What was know? wrong with that? Nothing. Well, some of them look like football players. Well, yeah, yeah the other ones look like longshoremen. And <laughs> yeah, that's true, too. <laughs> Bricklayers. <laughs> but it was a... Jackhammer operator. Yeah, but you had a couple blondes <laughs> and a couple brunettes that were in bed every now and then, you know. And they were the stars, of course. Stars that, like Ronda Rousey, she's a star, but she can fight. And that was was it? What's his name? Frank, uh, the uh, the head of that MMA stuff. He, he's the big shot there. He was talking about uh, her fighting uh, the uh, what, Mayweather. Mayweather, yeah. He said on a ring, she probably wouldn't do so good. But in the back alley, I'll take Ronda. <laughs> Ronda, well, Ronda you're, beat him you're to also death. talking two different fighting styles. Well, well, you know, you know what, you know, it's funny. My son was very big, started to get very big in it. My son Franny, mm-hmm. and as Franny's got all the answers for you when it comes to that stuff. Well, do, I don't. Do you guys remember? And it also, all to you too, Chuck. When before um, MMA started, it started off as the, a tough man competition. Yeah, that was years ago. The tough years man ago, with Mr. Yeah. T, and then the first pay per view yeah. of the. Tough Man, which morphed into MMA, was actually... Still cage, right, or something? No, it still had a ring, but it was... They, they matched style against style, and that was the, the draw of it all. It was like, well, let's see what the karate guy does against the jiu-jitsu guy, yeah. and then they would go at it. Yeah. The boxing guy after the karate guy, they would go at it. And then it would be an elimination until the last two were left, and then whoever was the winner won one. And that was the most interesting thing, because it was like... Just like a kung fu movie, it's like, oh, my my drunken monkey style can beat your praying mantis style, you know? <laughs> yeah, it was like that one movie, uh, Bloodsport, remember, with uh, Van Damme? Van Damme, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was good, too. I always liked him. He was, a, he was a, yeah, I think, a light heavyweight champ over oh, in Europe. He was something. He was muscles yeah, he was real. You know. Did you guys ever see Warrior with Nick Nolte and Tom Hardy? No. Oh man, fantastic mm-hmm. MMA film. All right. With anyway. Nick Nolte. Oh, yeah, he plays he trains an alcoholic and he trains his son Tom Hardy, who's a pretty good actor. He's the guy that's Nick Nolte, al- I don't know if you could pull off playing an alcoholic. Now this was good. I'm telling you, if you're into that and you, the, you know the young uh, Chris mentioned Bloodsport, you rent that oh. movie, Warrior. I'm telling you, oh. you'll enjoy it. Hang on, Chuck, you know, I need you to stay on the line. I was keeping track of the time. We're gonna be going to break shortly. And, All right, uh, sounds good. Okay, hold tight, and Fanny, talk us out, and I'm going to run our, our exit. Yeah, stay tuned. Don't go away. Stay, stay, and you stay on on board with us too, Chuck. Don't, don't, don't leave. We got a lot of things to talk about, especially the um, Brazilian, the Brazilian fighters. They're the best. <laughs>